You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast. Very special episode number 75. We are joined today by our friend What's and colleague. Echoing? What's echoing? Nobody's echoing. I hear an echo. That's in your head, dude. Jesus Christ. It's been a long weekend. Right. <laughs> our, our, our special friend and guest, Jimmy DeRest, is here with us today. Confined Hello, guys. to the basement in Malden. How are you, Jimmy? Good. Derek. Derek's going to hobble me so I can't leave. I'm going to sleep tonight with my feet tied together so we can't get a piece of two-by-four between them. You can leave anytime you want. You can leave right after this podcast. Get ah, you sound like Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, reasonable? Oh, my God. Just for the record, when Jeff complains about this, I want to say on the record that I hear an echo. But continue. Go ahead. Yeah, because you're, you're, there's two people trying to record but, from the but, same but room, guys, right? No, no, they're in different rooms. But oh, gotta, I can't even well, see them. But what you got to remember, Derek, is that the only thing that the client is getting is your audio. That's it. Okay. Because we all have headphones on. Yeah, because there's been times where we'll, we're, we, uh, I can't even talk, Jesus Christ, we will not be able to hear each other, mm-hmm. and then we'll yeah. complain about it, and then I listen back to the podcast. It sounds perfect. We're People are probably like, these other. guys are insane. Like, there's nothing wrong. I was just joking about the echo. No echo. There's no echo. I would like to respond um, publicly. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to respond publicly to a, a less than five-star review that I recently found on the Handmade Podcast. Get out of here. Complaining about the audio. And, uh, From I who? Just want, I just want to say to that person, if you came here for perfection, you've come to the wrong place. Okay. Let me listen. We Let do, me find it. We do whatever <laughs> we want. Got okay. Revenge. So Paul's, Paul's got on revenge on his mind. I'm gonna find it. That's it. So while Paul looks for it, I'll give I'll give everybody a quick recap. Derek Paul, Derek Jimmy, and I just returned from the beautiful state of Georgia. 
We had a good time at Workbench Con. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, it was a great time. It was great seeing everybody for the first time in such a long time. Yeah, I had I had a really good time. I I didn't really want to go up until like the minute I got on the plane, and then as soon as I walked in and like saw everybody, I was like, all right, I'm I'm glad I came for a couple days. It was it was really fun. Yeah. yeah, it was really good to catch up, and you know, it's been two full years of everybody doing stuff and trying to figure out new business ventures and trying to develop new business and. And everybody seems to be doing really well. And surprisingly, a lot of new faces. I was really happy to see so many new faces. People with just like 100 subscribers and one thing or another really wanting to get into the game. So it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested yeah. in like yeah. how it's marketed outside of like... So, I mean, obviously we all know about it. Partially, you're you're pretty involved with it or you know the the kind of like the founder of it right jimmy um, yeah yeah that would be Kristen. Kristen. but i did speak to some of the freshmen that were there and you know for lack of a better term the fresh one of the couple of freshmen i spoke to said they heard on brad talking about it they heard malecki talking about it so you hear like the newbies mm. listening to you know some of the 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 uh, long-term guys and they get to promote it and they get to talk about it and there was apparently some sort of promotional code where the price would have jumped after a certain amount so a couple guys got in mm-hmm. before that price jump so they got in early during the middle of the year yeah, I saw that. I, I think, and I think that, like, obviously people that already follow along, like, some of the guys like Malecki and Brad and all that, but, like, the, I was wondering more so, like, there's a lot of, like, I, I don't know, I met, a, I met a bunch of people last night that were, like, female bloggers that were, like, just starting and, like, didn't know any, like, didn't know anybody but the person that they were coming with. And I, I guess they must hit that market pretty hard. I would think yeah. in advertising through like the blogs and like, you know, all well, Kristen does Haven fair or Haven fest, which is oh, a woman I mommy blogger thing. That. So there yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of those young women that are just getting into the DIY space are coming over from there. Mm, yeah. And though. they're, they're mommy bloggers and you know, women bloggers and home improvement women that are getting into basically just like the DIY maker space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It was, it was cool. It's cool to see everybody. Do I have a boogie on my nose? Everyone's laughing at me. No, just laughing at listening. I can't see you, so I'm. (laughs) I don't know. Paul's just assuming what you look like, but uh, no, it was cool. Everybody was good, and I a couple of the talks I went to were all fun, and it's good to hear everybody motivate. And we ate a lot of good pizza. Saw Eric from Antol Rescue. Chris, I think you got to feed the squirrels some uh, squirrel food because your internet is slowing down. What the fuck? I'm I'm doing good here. I got the I got five out of Dude, five. <laughs> this is like there's such a disconnect in this because Chris is per- clear as day to me, and it says wow. he's got five bars. That's so weird. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I can kind of make out what I, you're saying through the robot voice. I'll keep all listening. Right, well, whatever. We'll just keep going. Anyway. Um, so uh, other than that, Paul, what have you been up to this week? Oh, dude, I've been I've been living it up up here by Going myself shows. dude sh- concerts comedy shows you know uh working on my car wow jesus um, retirement must be really nice yeah 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 and then i have to work in between but that's you know what that's are you gonna fine. do that's normal um yeah just i went to see john mayer which you were just we were just talking about how he got covid and now you have to wait to see him yeah bullshit um that was an amazing show saw my boy tim dylan did in you, Ridgefield. Did you listen to his episode on Ukraine? I, I with out? the kid. I was just listening to it, oh my dude. God. Crazy. 
Oh my God! Do you guys listen to Tim Dillon, Jimmy? Do you ever listen to I, Tim? No, I tried. I, just I, when I he was on Joe that. Rogan, but you know, now Dude, I'm not I, to this episode Joe Rogan. on Ukraine, he does <laughs> like about a quarter of the way through it. He's he's like talking and he's talking about Ukraine. He's like pretty serious about it. The whole yeah, time, right? compared to and his then, other episodes. But then he goes on this rant. Uh, but he so he's like, all right, we're at the part of the show where he goes, you know, I really don't like this. I really don't like having to you know read ads, right? I just hate uh, to read ads. And he reads this this fictional ad for a russian owned oil company yeah how everyone should support this this russian owned like propane company yeah yeah yeah. while he's reading it he's like i hate that i'm saying this and it's it was so so funny he just did another one for like the moscow uh you know central bank like (laughs) he just came up with these fake like russia pro russia like fake pro russia ad reads yeah hysterical i mean dude he at his show he played the russian um national anthem after he finished he's just so bad you know and then like Giannis pappas who's like another like funny new york comic he came because i think he lives like around ridgefield or somewhere around like close by so he came and like did like 20 minutes or half an hour he was funny too so funny but it was funny we were like in literally like a school like auditorium like it was like this tiny little like playhouse and he looked around like he got on stage he's like where are we he's like i'm gonna fire my manager he's like why am i even here but um it was good oh my god so so, how do we want to how do we want to format this episode? Yeah, I don't even know. About? What do you guys? Well, do? I was gonna I was gonna ask if you guys wouldn't mind me asking you guys a couple of direct questions. I'd like to hear the comparison answers between the three of you. So if All I right. was gonna ask each <laughs> one of you the same question, I'd like to hear what your goals, your short term goals are. I think the fans would like to hear. You know, this. Let's just assume we're not going to talk about cryptocurrency or pizza tonight. We'll wait till the after That's show. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so That's i want to ask yeah let's do it we there was a lot there was lots and lots of inspiration this weekend and uh paul you, you have much many many means of inspiration uh in general so i was going to ask each one of you guys it's a hokey question but i think it's going to garnish some some good content where do you see yourself chris in five years from now what do you oh, what God. goals do you want to accomplish what are like say three main goals you'd like to accomplish and i'm going to ask each one of you this question so we could bounce around so you guys could have opportunities to figure out your answers so for instance chris where do you see yourself on youtube mm-hmm. where do you see yourself living oh god and uh where i do wish you see i had you, the where... answers to any of these questions but let after me, this but... weekend i've re like it's so funny i i'll i'll i i can i can i guess think about it in a couple different ways because i after this weekend right you talk about inspiration right i'm extremely inspired weekend blue sky we're not gonna we're not gonna hold your feet to the fire in three years we're not gonna come and check on you i mean but what i was gonna say was after this weekend right after talking to all these people and obviously like you know talking to you and seeing where you're going with all your different things and it's 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 different you know obviously being close with you and talking to you about this stuff all the time right like you become maybe desensitized to it but then hearing other people talk about it and hearing you you know going through what you're going what what you have kind of coming up it it re-solidifies it in my head like how much shit you have going on right now and after talking to you know talking to you and talking to izzy and april and 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 uh uh, cats moses and all these things it makes me want to just like quit my job and just go for it 
and right. see where things go. But at the same time, a lot of the questions I got this weekend were about my job. And when I describe my job to someone, I get re-inspired about my actual career and go, this is actually like a pretty great opportunity that I don't want to give up. So I'm in this very weird position, as you guys know, where I want to grow my channel and my business, but I also want to continue my career because it's unique. But in five years, I, I, I think I've figured out what I want to do in terms of like, I have two main projects at my job, one of which will be done next year. And then I think I want to tell my boss that I don't want to be reassigned to another project. And I want to finish my project in the Dominican Republic at a, uh, a more like high level consulting basis for obviously less money. And I want to focus in on the opportunity that I have here in my business and take some of the opportunities from some of the friends that I have and people that support me and believe in me, which I really felt that this weekend from some of the people that I look up to and admire their businesses that want to get involved with me or, or, you know, told me that they thought I was doing a good job. You know, like um, I know John Malecki through this, but I don't know that like I've ever had more than like a two minute conversation with him. And this weekend, like, came up to me and was like, dude, I love what you're doing in the metalworking space. He's like, you're making it accessible. He's like, you're making videos about metalworking that make it seem like anybody can just start and doing do it. And I was like, you know, it's one thing for a fan to say that because they're going to say something nice to me anyway. No fan's going to come up to me and say, hey, I think you're doing a shitty job. But I respect John and his business, and I respect the things he's been able to do. And for him to say that to me, I thought, wow, like, this is someone that I want. I wanted to have as a peer when I started. And now he's telling me that he thinks I'm doing a good job like that, you know, made me feel good. So yeah, five great. years from now, I want to be um, independent of commitments that I feel like um, slow me down from doing doing what I really want to do. You know, I work really hard to work two jobs so that I can just work one, <laughs> you know. Right. That's cool. And where do you see yourself logistically? I know you, you, you've been searching for the for the spot for you and your family. Yeah. Have you zeroed in or where would you let's say money wasn't an issue? If, well, if money was, I think I, I think we we want to move to Westchester area um, mm -hmm. after going up there. And like it feels like it, it's like a perfect mix for us between like living where we live now and like living where you live. Right. You know, like where you can, you know, make five turns and you're in the country but also like be at the store in, in two minutes, you know, right, right. Um, and be in the city in one hour versus like right. two hours for you. Right, right. Um, and the thing about it is it seems much more accessible to us financially. And it just seems like a better long, long term move for expansion where like if I wind up in a 3000 square foot building up there and things go well, I'm a I must I'm gonna be in a much better position to expand up mm -hmm. there than I will be on Long Island. Like, I'm going to be yeah. priced out on Long Island. Long Island I'm already should, priced We should out. just cut the ropes that hold Long Island, like, to the rest of the United States and let it float away. Let it float can away. You, because and all the people on Long Island won't even notice. Can, can you do that? Because it screws up the whole coastline of Connecticut. It totally <laughs> screws view, it up. Your whole because, view. <laughs> no, it's not even the view. It's Long Island Sound. is like a swamp. It's like uh -huh. I would like some nice. Well, it'll smell better once Long Island floats oh, away down into dude. the Atlantic. Long, yeah, it holds in all we'll the stink. We'll get it over stink. the Marianas Trench and we'll pull the plug. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Or, or the cliff right. over the cliff down by the Caribbean. Whatever that's, that's right. called. Then our, that's right. Our beaches would be like Rhode Island if it wasn't for Long Island screwing everything up. But yeah, that, that's... You know? That's, I, we, we went up there for a couple days last week and um, 
and it was like we angela and i like have obviously gone around that some of the towns in long island that we've looked at right and then we're like oh we like this town we like that town whatever we went up there and we stayed 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 for a couple days and we went to like a couple parks and like got dinner and aside from the there's a lot of fear in moving away from your family i mean for for us it was a lot of like okay we're it's the it's it's been a long time since i lived away from my family um and she's never really lived away from her family so for us it's like it's a big step but we also feel like this is like the place where we're gonna live you know um that being said we just got to find the right place so in in five years i definitely want to be uh i got to be in a different shop i can't continue in my current shop um i can't watch you move sandbags around anymore i was you know what i I, what i'm glad i didn't hear you say is in five years from now i want to get myself a waterproof forklift a waterproof table uh, saw. No. I want the new version of the waterproof uh, grinder stand. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be like, I want to get the big, the biggest pump I can get. Yeah, I'm developing a whole line of underwater tools, um, actually, <laughs> and uh, I think that I think that I'm really well, onto you something. You should see if Lincoln has one. Dude, yeah, underwater man, welder. Like the, Dude, yeah. I got I got hit up, and I don't know if you guys did. I, I know I, I talked to them about all of you. So this this underwater welding company hit me up a couple oh, of years God. ago. Uh, underwater welding school and asked me if i would come down and make videos to promote on my channel to promote the school that's pretty and I cool was, and i said well you guys fly me and all my friends down there because if, if you'll do it then that would be awesome like i would love to say that i've been in like a scuba gear and welded one thing just that'd done be it cool one time right like, i would that, do that that would be so much fun um and i could practice for when my shop is underwater and i have to do all my projects underwater yeah. You know, it'd be funny to hear you go, like, don't talk, like, dictating your videos. <laughs> <laughs> or I just have to say stuff and then take a really long breath, like, because I have to go catch some air. But yeah, that's just get the clipboard, like, with the grease pen. Like, that's right. That's right. Just write it all so, out. So, so let me let, so Chris, let's, let's put you on hold for a minute and get, mm-hmm. it'll give you more time to think when you hear these other two guys develop answers. So, Derek, let me ask you, we're just going around clockwise. Where do you see yourself in five years from now? You've come so far in the five years since I've known you. It's unbelievable. A big Hollywood star. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, yeah. Derek, you know, I, I know, I know this is putting you on the spot, and there's a lot going on. But Derek, go closer to your microphone. If you yeah. could, if you could dictate that's your future, like, yeah, that's good. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. I just want to make sure it's the right way. It's six Damn. inches from my face. I thought the that's perfect. Had shitty audio video. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where you need to be. He's doing How's a great that job. That's much yeah. better. <laughs> so, Derek, again, just imagine, imagine, up. imagine you could blue sky and oh. just basically you could dictate your future. Yeah. In five years from now, where where would you want to see yourself? All right. So after wrapping season six of uh, Making Fun, yeah, I would like to go back to my nice, spacious. Not that this house isn't spacious, but a lot of land. Um, right. My nice farmhouse with a bond. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm in your house, Derek. I'm going to just cut you off. One thing you should aspire to is a house with no steps. A house you could just walk straight into, and then you have everything you need right there. Because you had me urinating in a water bottle a couple of hours ago. How about a bit? How about a shop Jimmy, with a door that's more on, than four feet on. tall? Hold on. <laughs> I, I I hate to break this to you. My house is the identical setup to your house. It's two no, floors. No, no. But, but I'm just saying. But like, my shop's in the basement. Yeah, my yeah, shop's yeah. in the basement. But it's not like I live oh, in a, this is a, the a other townhouse thing. or something. Yeah, no, no. You live in a situation yeah. just like I lived in Manhattan where everything I needed to do. Yeah. In Manhattan, you can't just turn and leave yourself in the street. You have to always go in and up to the apartment. 
Mm. I yes. live in the country yes. where I can yes. just like open my car doors, pull yes. I pull in the driveway and relieve myself in the driveway. <laughs> and the only down. person that might complain are the ducks, you know, so I mean you can do yeah. that in Manhattan now. I mean some people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I cut you off. So, I'm trying yeah, to be funny. So I would like to be in a nice a nice large farmhouse with animals running around so my wife could be occupied with the animals. And um a nice shop, one level above ground so i could walk in a door standing up and mm -hmm. um i'd like to do a couple more seasons of making fun because it was yeah. a blast yeah so that would be nice you know um but definitely retired from my job and mm -hmm. um just enjoying life you know that, yeah that's it just uh going to these maker events because like chris i mean i was gung-ho about this and i really didn't want to go to it either it's just uh, you know it's like everything else it seems like a great idea six months before but when the time comes, there's just so much to do. And it, it just, but I, I tell you, it's just reconnecting with people and companies and laughing with people. I mean, I, I cried with people and, um, yeah. you know, so many people have helped me. And I, you know, I, I posted, uh, I reposted that picture of me, you and Izzy Swan. And it's just amazing, like, to have somebody like him come up to me and say, hey, can I get a picture with you? You know? Yeah. And um, is this, yeah, is I was like, legend. Yeah, 10 bucks, yep. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no but it just it just amazes me it's like this guy you know know my name you know it just um it was just a lot of fun and um you know it it was it was nice to be kind of on the other side of it a little bit where you were kind of like the guy you know it was a lot of fun and um you know so I, i'd like to just keep doing you know that's where i'd like to be i'd like to be relaxing enjoying my life not working for myself and being on a, a property that my wife can enjoy her animals that's been her lifelong dream is to take care of animals and other than our dogs and a cat so th that's where i'd like to be and that's all i would need right and now let's just say as far as digital fabrication goes and machinery like what are some of the bigger machines that i mean i, I can only I would like assume to get more into like like metal working machines stuff i can't get oh, yeah? like i'd like to get a mill a nice big metal lathe that right. type stuff like right. you know like a break, you know, things like that, you know, right. I, I just don't, don't even make sense to try to get into this place. Yeah. So, yeah, if I could get more metal type machinery, heavy things that I could just pick up on a forklift and like pull in, that would be nice. You know, I'm sick of sliding things downstairs and, you know, trying to angle a piece of plywood to get it in, you know, cutting sheets of plywood in half and, and just having some room to just relax, you know, have a, I always wanted to have like a big garage that I could put a car in. And even if I never fixed it up, just to kind of mess with a little bit, you know, stuff like that, you know. So that's always been kind of my dream. You want to buy a hearse? Oh, when the time's know. right, I'll sell you my hearse. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Done. So, Paul, you're the youngest. You have the, the, the biggest world I, ahead of you. Mm. I, I, I was just going to say, when I, Paul's next, right? So, Paul, when you're 27 or 26, what do you want to be? It's like, <laughs> she's like, that's a million years ago. Well, I mean, uh, let me just do a little chat up. I'm going to do a little intro to Paul. Paul, like since I've known you, I met you that time when you, you were a little baby face and you handed me a beautiful hammer mm -hmm. at the Maker Fair in New York. Slice my hand off. Oh, my God. That was oh, bad. Yeah, was that 20, Go ahead. Go ahead. 2018? That was 2017 or 2019? 2018? I think okay, 2018. 2018. 18, 18, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, it looked like you were headed for a world of blacksmithing, which you could still do that if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. You obviously have all the talent in the world. And since then, you've become a, a metal master mogul. 
and you're doing I-beams. And uh, was it the first time you TIG welded when we all went over to Cleveland in 19? Um, I think I did it like once. I think he had once like before. Because you tried to teach me. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to yeah, figure it out. You did, yeah, you did do it. You did it once or twice because you had an idea what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, and then because I, I never oh, even had a machine. To the flexible head torch. Oh, dude, the funniest thing ever. Because we were complaining. We're like, we, we had Lincoln had all those machines there, all the one forties. Remember? And then I thought all yep. TIG torches had like a flexible head. Right, a flexible torch, oh. and I'm, I couldn't understand that. Like they wouldn't make one like a non-flexible one. And Chris is like, "I wish these were yeah. flexible." I go, "What do you mean they are flexible?" And I bent it, and it just cracked right in half. <laughs> and John Malecki was there, I think. He, I, he was I, like, I, "And you have that one, right?" And then I, and then they sent me. I kept it and glued it back together. But they sent me <laughs> when when they liked me. They sent me a one forty, and they accidentally sent me two. Uh, torch kits, and then I gave you one of the torch kits, but you still well, you still uh, glued it back together. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a whole pile of extra parts from that class. Me and me and uh, and Brett, we were overcompensated, and I was nervous we weren't going to have all. And then I got piles of extra parts. But uh, so what I'm saying is, is you've come so far in just this short period of time, and mm-hmm. I can only imagine. In five years from now, you have your metal business. Do you still see yourself in that metal business, or do you see yourself restoring old Fords? No. Because you seem to be really getting into that Ford. Um, I definitely still think I, I will. I know I'll be doing the uh, – unless something crazy happens, I'll be you know, still you know, in the steel business. I really like it. You know, It's growing every day. Hopefully I'll have by then have built myself you – know, because we found a property that – there's like a whole like story behind it, but it'll be ready in like maybe four years. And so we're hopefully I'll be able to build my own building, you know, own it, build a bigger building nice. than I need, rent out part of it to somebody else. Um, cause I'd like to, you know, get into owning some real estate because I think, I think I saw somewhere that like more millionaires in the U S are created from like, real estate than anything else like than any other you know way of making money yeah. which is a good thing to have like i want to i'm well this year i'm working on buying my own house and i want to like buy a little cape down by the beach because there's a bunch of well not there really isn't there used to be a bunch of capes for sale but now i can't find anything but when i do find a little house by the beach i want to buy it renovate it lift it up because all these old houses are like low and it's in a flood zone and so you lift them up you make them bigger. You could make a garage underneath, and then, and you know, sell it and maybe buy something else, or like build my own house, um, eventually. But those are some of the things. You know I what I've always do. wanted to do. This is a little, this is a little off the topic, but I always wanted to see one of those houses that you build the four telephone poles around it, or six telephone poles around. Oh it, yeah, and you build it on top of like a big flotation, so as the water comes in, it just stays up above the water, like a dock, like a. <laughs> yeah, the whole built house is built on a dock, but rests on the sand. There's a couple and you level it until the emergency comes in. There's a couple like that down. There's one like what is it? Fairfield Beach Road. If you go way down to the end, there's some houses where the water's under the house. Like I don't want that. You could have that. I'd rather be a little Look, bit. Uh... I could get a job consulting <laughs> those people. I think. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm missing out on an opportunity to make money with all this water, you know, around. It, it's wild. Yeah. It's crazy. There's uh, you can't buy a house near the beach and ever expect it not to fall into the ocean eventually. Mm. 
I basically I read I read that in 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 the eighties. I read that in Smithsonian Magazine that they said anybody that lives near the shoreline can expect to lose their property to the to nature eventually. Well, yeah. Well, that, well, that's what always happens around here. These beautiful seaside communities, and I feel like torn because you know people are like, oh, we've been here thirty five years, and you know we used to have a hundred feet of backyard. Now our house is going to fall in, and we need the government to come in. And um, you know, make Let a, it fall make in a and retainer move on. wall. No, but then they're the ones, same ones bitching. We need smaller government to stay out of our business, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, you, yeah. What do you want? And 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 that's how, that's how I feel. Hold on, ho- hold on a minute. Hold yeah. on a minute. Hold on. If you're listening to this podcast, I tried my best to keep it on topic. Yeah, no, but, but here we are talking just, about the government. <laughs> no, but it always no, no, no. But it always makes me wonder, like those people, like what did they think was going to happen? Like you mm-hmm. see that happening, and. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's the way nature works, you know? Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. Did you, there was a funny, like, Ben Shapiro video I saw, like a clip of him, and he was talking about, like, climate change, and he's, like, you know, talking, like, a million miles an hour. He's like, well, don't you think that people who live in those houses are just going to sell their houses and move? And someone's like... Sell their houses to who? He's like they're gonna be Who's they're gonna, gonna fall them? in the they're they're gonna be gone. <laughs> like it didn't even make sense. But he talks so fast and he and he sounds like conv- it's, it, when the guy was like it was Ben Shapiro and he said his whole little spiel and then it was like a wall and there was like a guy breaking through the wall. It was like some British guy and you see his face come through the wall and he's like sell their houses to who Aquaman and then he just like storms off. It was like really funny, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It just reminded me of that. But whatever. I don't even know why I said that. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. So, Paul, let me ask you a question about content creation because that's really how you got started. But I know you kind of have a love hate relationship with content creation. Yeah. Uh, do you think that you might pick up TikTok or uh, you know, <laughs> Click Flock, anything that your generation might develop? I don't in the know. Next couple of months. I don't know. I really do enjoy, and I did enjoy making videos. I just like kind of ran out of time and like. My side project. But I think, I think you know, I'm going to give you just a two-second advice. Yeah. I think you're doing really good, like, those little projects you're doing on the car. Yeah. As you dig into the car, there's going to be so many little metal tips and tricks you're going to have to show. That could that's be its what, own channel. Like, you literally can start yeah. a new channel and just do that car. The thing I like about Instagram and, like, TikTok, which I really need to post more on both those things, is it's so easy to do. Like, a YouTube video is such, like, a big production. Yeah. Like... You know, you film the whole thing. You don't want to leave anything out. Then you got to go through and edit the entire thing. Like those little like TikToks and reels that you can make. You set your phone up on a tripod. You take like a couple shots. You edit it together. You put music in and it looks pretty good. And it takes like no time at all. You just do it on iMovie on your phone. Like that's just a lot simpler to do because anytime like if I really tried to document this whole car build from like start to finish, it would take so long. Like it and, and sometimes it sucks the joy out of like um doing the project like any time i would make a video it's like i I almost didn't even enjoy what i was making because i was so worried about making the video and like i have a job during the day so it's not my job like anymore to to make youtube videos so it's like these side projects i kind of just want to do them and like enjoy it um but i really should you know make a better effort to capture a lot of these projects and at least make videos on Instagram or TikTok or maybe like a certain aspect of it I could make a YouTube video on. Um, there are some things I want to make YouTube videos on still. Um, but, you know, it's just hard. 
and I don't. And what about blacksmithing? I mean, you you were re- like what, when you made that incorporated, or when you made that integral, it was really amazing. Like, yeah, have you made any more than just that one that you showed? I literally the last thing I made might have been like the forged in fire like thing. Like, I haven't even done it in like in like two years because I've been like I went right into yeah. moving. Like as soon as forged in fire ended, like the next week I moved into my first shop. And then I just started doing, like, metal fabrication. And, like, I did, like, a couple little blacksmithing things. And then not even a year later. You know what I see? I could see you doing. What's that? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish and then again. I was going to say I could see you doing ornamental blacksmithing. That's what I would. You're you're developing the client base. And, you know, seeing you do more, like, uh, railings and, you know, crazy stuff, you know, in a more modern style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff like that, gates. Like I can imagine, uh, you also love to challenge yourself, just like you're doing with the Ford. I could see somebody, one of your clients, being like, "Okay, you built my house, my garage, my retaining wall. Can you build a set of gates for the front?" Yeah, like, yeah, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, you could begin, you begin to go back to your artistry side, and is more than more than your technical construction side. I'm waiting for a, a project like that yeah. to come up because I think that would be really fun, and hopefully, a client does have something like that. Um, that they want me to do. I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think so too. Especially, you know, once you really get to know like a, a wealthy client that's willing to let you be an artist, you know, you know, we all eventually find those people. Yeah. Kind of become our, uh, you know, our patrons quite literally, you know, in the old sense of the word. I would love to do stuff like that. Um, you know, and it's funny cause I was even telling Derek the other day cause like Derek was saying he wants to make knives and like, I'm not even like a big knife guy. Like, they're cool, but like I don't like love not like I don't want to collect knives. Like you know, it, I'm not super into them. I kind of just made them because I was interested in like learning about making them, and people liked watching the videos. So then I kind of made, but I really didn't even make that many knives. Like I probably only made like 15 or 20 knives like in my entire life. Like I really don't even know what I kind of just winged it, and like it worked out kind of, and it was There's enough something to, about uh, making a knife. And there's, there are very few things that we make that isn't furniture that you get to use. I think that's the yeah, appeal of the that's knife. Cool. It's like you make it and then it's like, okay, like I didn't, I, you, you, when you make a knife, you don't just show somebody and they go, oh, that's nice. They can go, wow, like it works well. You know, but it's that's like, kind of why somebody before, like make a knife, make a boat. If you can b- build a knife, a boat and a house in your lifetime, mm. I feel like you've done it all. You know, like what else is there? You know? <laughs> That's kind of kind of why I like making axes and hammers though, because even like the knives you would make, like I didn't even want to use them, because I'm like I spent two weeks making this stupid thing, and if I use it, it's mm-hmm. not even stainless steel; it's gonna get like stained or whatever, because it's like Damascus and it's carbon steel. Like I was even I was afraid, and my mom will ruin it. You know, it'll get sent through the dishwasher, <laughs> so I can't even use these these goddamn things. So I'm like, let me just buy a buck knife to keep in my pocket for during the day. And then, like, the axes and hammers I kind of like. But I'm also, what am I going to do? Go chop down trees? Like, I swung the axe a couple times, but I don't even use those. Like, the hammers are really the only thing I used. Like, I made all my hammers, and then I used those a ton. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was cool to learn how to make them. But mm. I definitely don't want to make axes and hammers for the rest of my life. You know? Or, or knives. It's like, it just got boring. Um, but... Right. That's why I think ornamental ornamental yeah. blacksmithing is something that would really, you know, I could see you do, and obviously you do whatever you want. You're probably going to be uh, selling 
crypto horse currency in about two weeks. <laughs> no one's going to hear your name again. <laughs> Dude, if I, I'd love to. If I, if, you know, the only way you could make money doing that shit is if you're, like, already famous. Like, because the idiots that are buying them now and spending all the money, like, it's not going to be worth shit. It's like the only people that are making money are the, one, the, the ones selling it and, and creating it, like Logan Paul or whatever. Other than that. I don't know. I think you should come out with some, Jimmy. With an, you know what you should do? When someone orders an ice pick, they get an NFT of something. Right? You could, you could like, charge more money. Or, yeah. You give them an NF, a duress to NFT. I still don't know what that means. I don't really know what it means either. But <laughs> yeah, I was listening to, like... J- Jimmy doesn't even know how to spell NFT. I, I, don't, I don't either. I can't spell, sh- I can't spell anything. <laughs> but... Okay, I, Paul. I don't you even know. listening to what? Oh, I was listening to, like... Um, like all these guys talk about it and they kept referring to it as like the space. They're like, I really love the space. Like I'm really into this space. I'm like, anytime you, you, you use the word space, it's like some bullshit, like scam. Cause it's not even a real thing. Cause you can't even call it like, like a career or like a job or like an industry. Cause it's not. It's like this space. It's like, Chris, what even is that? Chris. It's like, <laughs> I don't get it. Chris. 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 Uh. Chris had some NFT news this weekend. Did you did, Chris? Connect with somebody that was, um, yeah. Well, it's it's I it's thought... quite it's a very privileged it's a very privileged information. We could talk about it in the after. Show. Oh, this is for the after show. Oh, oh. I've, I've had okay. a few people. I've had okay. a few people approach me to do some NFT stuff. But to be perfectly honest, it feels dirty. To it me. does, I mean, yeah. I think all of us are very. We're all very yeah. practical guys. We like to cut, glue, weld, steel. And, like, this is something that's – this falls into the category of homeowner's insurance, life insurance, health care. This falls into all those categories for me, which is just not – it's not in my wheelhouse. I wasn't if born to be an insurance. It, yeah. Know. I, you know, it falls in – like, again, it falls into stocks and bonds and all that stuff that here's, – here's some work. Give me back mm-hmm. my thousands of dollars, whatever it is. There it is. There's the exchange. I did this for you. Now you give me that money. And when it comes to stocks and investing and all that stuff, I've invested in a few pieces of property. I know that they'll be worth something when I go to flip them or sell them or rent them. That's very tangible. This NFT, which basically means non-fungible, which means like non-touchable, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, seems like, it seems like a big long con to me. And I just don't want to be involved. And so a lot of people yeah. are constantly, what do you, have you thought about this? Do an NFT of your face? Do it, you know, let... Let let these other it's YouTubers like a money grab. play with them. I personally don't understand Dude, them. I, the reason – see, you are in the position, Jimmy, with your reach to be the person that says something about one NFT and then that NFT becomes valuable because you said something about it. That's why people approach you for it because if yeah. they're in on the ground already – like if I buy – you know, uh, Pinto horse NFT, right? And I already own three of them. And then I convinced Jimmy DeResta to buy one Pinto horse NFT and talk about it. All my Pinto horse well, NFTs. I'm going to give everybody the deal. I'm going to give everybody who wants to get me in the NFT game the deal of a lifetime. You want me to talk about your NFT? Give me 25 grand. That's not enough. Because they'll make, they'll make exponentially more than that if you talk about it. That's I don't care. I just twenty five grand is all I need to talk for five minutes. You want me to talk again? <laughs> Give me another twenty five grand. Yeah, I, I, that's it. I don't need to. I don't need to get in my hooks in there. And <laughs> you know, it's like every day there's somebody I live with that reminds me. You know, it's like cryptocurrency is at sixty five billion uh, an inch. You know that. <laughs> you know, like if we got in at eight cents, we we you know right now we could be living on the moon. I'm like. It makes no sense to me. There's a million. If I went that way, I'd be living on the. It's moon. like where is this? Right now, I went this way. I could be living on the. 
I could be living on Walmart's moon in next year. It's like, who knows? It, it all is a this or it's a that. It's like, and I keep saying to this person, here's 10 grand. Go buy Crypto Bitsco, whatever the hell it is. Well, you know, now it's like 85 billion. Last week it was only at like 1 billion. Like all these numbers mean nothing to me. And I keep I know going. that accent. Here's 10 grand. Go buy Nabisco Kisco, whatever the hell the next hot thing oh is. Go buy God. it. Here's 10 grand. Go do it. Well, uh, and then, then in a week from now, I'm like, hey, I told you there was 10, 10 grand to go have fun and play. Well, you know, it's like, stop reminding me that we didn't buy Bitcoin when it was zero cents per inch. I don't know. <laughs> per what inch? What, We're working what, in what inches. We're working uh, in inches here. Uh, oh, God. I love it. I have an eighth Jimmy, of a Bitcoin. Metric. and. I have an eighth of a Bitcoin, and I am worth you know this much on paper. It's like I watched in the 90s when every website ballooned up to, and all I kept saying to everybody was, where is the physical product? Yeah. Where is the physical product? You know, obviously websites Jimmy, have turned it, into like what they've turned clearly, into. Clearly. In the, in the mid-90s. What? Clearly you don't belong in this space. <laughs> Like me and Chris do, we understand. <laughs> we understand. We are, we we are passionate about the space, and we are passionate about NFTs and crypto, and and people like you just right. you know don't belong. This is, this is why it is you you millennial you millennial pure. Yeah. You guys don't want to work hard. That's what it is. You're yeah, always looking for the easy is. way out. That's a hundred percent. And and, and we, we found it. We, we give a pound of flesh for a pound of money. We found it, and yeah, that's bunch, why a bunch of old suckers. You know, bunch of old yeah. Guys. Honestly, we like said we weren't going to talk about cryptocurrency. All my crypto, all my crypto is down big. So, you know, oh. I didn't do too good. Yep. But yep. it'll come back around. I got diamond hands. I'm going to hold. That's right, diamond horses. Yeah, I got dog coin. <laughs> hey, 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 don't talk about my dog. Coin. Hey, that's Chris's big coin. I think that stuff so. sucks. I lost money on that. Yeah. Well. You wait and so see, honestly, you guys keep you guys keep dabbling and playing in you know dog coin and uh, crypto inches. You guys might actually hit it big. You really might, you know. And uh, I I like dabbling in real life things. Uh, you know, I make a stupid razor blade. You know, I made tens and tens of thousands of dollars last year on that big giant razor blade, and they still sell. And mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply everybody investing in my creative my creative uh manifestation so ice pick cell we have other joint ventures coming up so that's where i like to spend my time and energy and you know a lot of people get caught up in the i need to make this much money as quick as possible so that you know i can make more money than you know my peers so i could win the race right uh i personally am comfortable just coasting along at the long and slow game that i'm at because everything's paid for, my bills are paid. I don't, I don't, you know, it's, and and I have a lot of 
potential, you know, with the new TV show that me and Derek have coming in, and you know the new Walmart stuff, and there's a lot of other little retaily things happening potentially, which could manifest shortly. So I'm happy. That's why I, when people say, you know, crypto inches are going to be this much money in a week, I'm like, hey, so what? In a week, I'm going to have another, you know, X amount of thousands of dollars because yeah. I'm working on all these several things. That's that's a sure thing. I could take ten thousand and buy a couple of inches of Bitcoin, and I don't I don't know what to do with it. And then I'll just wait, did, and then all of a sudden, then what happened? What? Did you say TV show? Ah, oh, Jesus Yeah, Christ. no, but I'm TV saying you could TV take uh, – we'll get to you, Derek. We'll get back to you. But we could <laughs> – you could buy – let's say I buy $25,000 worth of Bitcoin inches, and then it sits there. Mm-hmm. And I need $25,000 to buy a tractor. And do I go and, like – that money sits there. Yeah, but Jimmy, if you listen to no. Grant Cardone and Gary V like I do and you pay for their seminars like I do, you would understand that that money's working for you now when you invested in the yeah. in, in 50 crypto inches inches per minute in Bitcoin. I'm going to make would understand. inches to millimeter that's what chart Grant Cardone a fucking fortune. That's what Grant Cardone tells me. <laughs> And Gary V. Oh, I bought. Well, I'll, you get a I'll tractor put it in the way. metaverse, and then you. Dra- that, you don't drive even. It that's exactly right. You don't even need a tractor in real life when you could buy one in the metaverse, and you don't even have to yeah, put why, gas why in it. Yeah, and yeah, you don't have to change the oil. The, yeah, the tire. Yeah. You know. Hey, do you guys think my? Do you guys think my shop will still flood in the metaverse? <laughs> yeah, it probably would. It will. With your depends. luck, probably. I won't have a forklift, and my shop <laughs> yeah. will still flood. Chris's forklift pulling a pallet jack. Chris's forklift in the metaverse is, won't start just like his one in real life. <laughs> Paul, I'll have, to, I'll have to pay for a new uh, propane cooler. Paul, I'm yeah. Make, I, I, which is a line I was going to edit. I was going to edit a little supercut of all the times my forklift stalled when we were moving. It was the, insane. When we were moving the power hammer. I've, I've never you seen guys, anything like it. It would literally run for f- for five seconds. I would move it. It would die, and and I'd I. Crank it, crank, 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 and it would start again. I go, all right, everybody, get ready, get the straps no, on it, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, know what it's like when you're using the screw gun? The battery's yeah. dead. Yeah. You use it. You get that half turn, half yeah. turn, yeah. half turn. You're too lazy to get the new battery. You just yeah. keep going, half turn. It's almost in. It's almost in. You're too lazy to get oh, the new forklift. Except, except this yeah. isn't. This yeah. isn't. I'm not trying to put a screw in drywall. I'm trying to move a twenty-something hundred-pound machine. It's 25 degrees outside. <laughs> all my friends are there trying to help me, and I'm just—we're all just laughing. Well, at my well, you should have went and got a couple inches of Bitcoin and put it in the gas You're tank. Right. That might—that would have helped you. That's right. Next yeah. time, a couple of units of Bitcoin. I'm telling you, the next question. The Bitcoin inches. Next, next, <laughs> next, next question. question. Yeah. So, Paul, I, I, what do you think as far as your investment future goes? I know you're, you're dabbling in a couple of different investments. Let's say in five years from now, you said you might want either a piece of property or a house or a new shop. Yeah. What, what do you? What do you? What are your plans for the market? Um, I would like to buy a house, which I'm currently trying to work on. If if you know something would just come on the market, but the, it's crazy right now. There's like nothing available, but um. Like the good thing about that is I can buy like a you know like a small older house I could renovate it and I could make it you know nice and appealing to people and make a lot of money selling it cuz I have you know the resources like a lot of people don't have to be able to you know 
do the work myself mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have to hire like a con- like a regular contractor like I could have Fred <laughs> like work on the house. Fred will live and, there while he fixes it. Dude, Fred, I'm going to have to have him live there cuz I won't be able to find him. He'll disappear on me. <laughs> but, you know, like I could do stuff like that and and do my own work and then live in it for a couple of years and and then sell it for a profit and buy something bigger and then I definitely want to, you know, build a building um soon too. You know, in the next five years. Is she doing metal work, like something like you've been learning? What, what's that? Would you do like a metal building? Yeah. Like, like what you've been learning, post and, post and beam and steel. You know, yeah, it, w- it would just be, uh, you know, all I-beams and either bar joists if you could get them. A lot of times you can't even get bar joists now. It's like so insane with all these Amazon buildings and stuff. Like there was a job we oh, priced yeah. out. You you can't you bar joists take like a year to get because he's there's only I even thought about make I I said to my dad I'm like why don't we manufacture bar joists and we looked into it and we were like trying to figure it out it's like they have a complete monopoly on the industry there's only like mm. six companies across the country across the U S Mexico and Canada that are registered with this like a so like organization that certifies them there's like Camco and then like what the hell's the other one shit i forget huh. the name oh That's new core volcraft and they have plants all across the country all these different companies and they it's a complete monopoly you can't get in because what, what fairfield steelworks is is way too small to go to this organization and say hey i want to get certified like to manufacture these bar joists and you're, you have to have your own engineers design them and it's like there's all these different codes so it's completely impossible to tap in the, into the industry and everything's sold out because why would they sell us bar joists to put up a 50,000 square foot building when they're selling, you know, bar joists to Amazon for like a million square foot building mm. like they you can't even get them. So I don't even know why I went into this, but um, yeah, like just a regular building, you know, columns and beams and, you know, decking and. You know, like we've been building. Yeah, would you, what would you would you do a what type of uh, what would you change from the tremendous cavernous space you have now to if you could choose what you want? Um, it's this building I'm in. To be honest with you, looking at it, it's kind of like rickety. It's like right on the edge of being like safe to be in because <laughs> the columns. Well, it's, not, it's a utility building. It's, it's a. Like... It's just like a cold storage metal building. It's one of those prefab ones, you know. It's not. It's like it's meant to hold like a pile of like town salt in a in a, a yeah pile, or like it'll be a warehouse with like pallet yeah like racking in it, and it, it's you know it's it's fine, but I would build a building you know with a crane built into the structure where you you engineer it so that you could have tracks for cranes all over the place, and um, something just happened with like the volume. Uh, I think Jimmy just muted and it cut. Oh, the oh, oh. Out. oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've been I've been muting when I. Oh, gotcha, around, so gotcha. Russell. Um, yeah, I would build a building, you know, exactly the way I want it. Cranes from the beginning, because now if, when I want to try and put a crane in this building, I have to build its own structure to hold it up. Put in new columns, you know, new beams for it to ride on. Basically, like a, a complete interior. Yeah, perimeter. exactly. And like, I could still utilize this crane when I leave. And you you know and use a lot of it or maybe even i was thinking like take this one and put it outside under like a shed roof because it'd be nice to be able to store material outside but still covered 
and store machines yeah. and trucks and stuff like under a roof and have a crane That's outside. That's what Andrew has at his place. Yeah. A giant crane under undercover. Yeah, that would be nice to have. And then inside the building, put in new cranes because a lot of the ones that you put in a building when, um, you know, when you build the building to, you know, to, what am I even trying to say? I'm so tired. When you build a building expecting to use a crane, it's like the, the cranes run underneath a beam. So they're hanging from the bottom of a beam. And then the one I would be putting in now runs on the top of a beam. So it's kind of a different thing. So like that one I could put outside and put new ones inside, um, build it a lot bigger than I would need, maybe like 35,000 square feet, rent out part of it, use the other half. Um, and then in 30 years, if I don't want to do this shit anymore, I'll have like an asset, I'll have a property, like rent out the whole thing, you know. Um, 35 years with your attention span you mean three to five yeah maybe maybe (laughs) um i don't know but those are some of the things i want to do all right derek you haven't said much in a few minutes what do you got any more you got any more thoughts on yeah time to sit no no just ponder no no just like i said i want to be done with my my day job and just relax and enjoy life and do what i want to do spend time you know, like I, um, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to Jeff's podcast, The Full Blast. I was Very on good. it. And yeah, thank you. And like I had said, you know, me and my wife, we've had kids since we've been married. We got married in May, had our daughter in December, and, um, you know, 25 years ago. And, you know, we've never had time for just the two of us. We're finally getting a little taste of that and enjoying it. And I'd love to just keep going off with that and ride into the sunset, you know, just. That, that's my goal. Very, very, very easy. You know, nothing too fancy. So yeah. And Derek, what, what are what are you what are your some aspirations uh, with the TV business? I know you really got a good taste of that. And you said, do you really think you'd be happy doing it for the next five years, if if we got that lucky? I would. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I would love to. I think at first it was a real struggle, and um, I hope it doesn't show that way on the screen. But, I mean, the first two weeks I hated it, and I was thinking if there was any way I could get out of it, I would have done it. It was so difficult. But once it kind of got our groove down a little bit, it was really enjoyable. And I think, I, I, I don't know about, like, every show, but the this one in particular, it was like the people were so enjoyable to be around. I think yeah. that just helped so much, you know, for the, yeah. the people behind the cameras, the people directing us. It was a lot of fun, you know. I mean, these two would have loved it on there. It's just a lot of, you know, ball break and a lot of laughs, and just yeah. everybody was fun. So I think that added to it, you know. Yeah. Do you, uh, what, let's just say, for instance, because I'm kind of, I'm having a little bit, I'm like postulating like some potential outcomes. If somebody came to me and said, Jimmy, we need you for your for our TV series. It has nothing to do with making, but we like the way you acted like a grumpy old man. <laughs> you think you'd be perfect for yeah. the sitcom or that thing? Would, would you be into that as well? I mean, knowing like even though we basically acted like ourselves, but we did basically act. What if somebody came and said, um, "I want you and Derek to come and be the garbage man on our new sitcom"? I I think I would, depending on where it was, who it was with, how long I was going to be away from my family, because I I just thought it was so fun. I've never experienced anything like it, and it was just so different than what I expected. I think I I would do it, because it was just, it it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm going to talk about something I haven't really said publicly. I I am not all that enthusiastic to watch it, because it's me. It's not the show, it's not the concept, it's not you guys. I just am not overly enthusiastic to watch me kind of be goofy because I've always made my videos 
in a fun, interesting way. But, you know, I take a serious approach to building and I don't show my face or talk too much because I'm not extremely comfortable with doing that Mark Spagnolia approach of where I'm talking about glues and edges and this, that. I just want to be like, whoop, 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 whoop. This is how I do it. That's what I do. And now with this show, it's I'm explicitly talking about everything we're doing. And it was it's a little yeah, outside my comfort yeah, zone, I, but I, 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 the enthusiasm yeah. for you and everybody that so and Paul Jackman, uh, you know all you guys, you guys are all so enthusiastic to watch it and are really proud of it, and and it's it's coming, it's infecting me a little bit. <laughs> Whereas before I was like, okay, I'm done, yeah, I'm done. No, I don't want to see it, I don't want to watch it, only because I just felt like I was outside my comfort zone, what I'm willing to share, and I feel like I overshared, but. Yeah. Mike and you and everybody said I came across good, so it's um, I trust all of you. Yeah, I I think you really did, and I you know I said that to you today. It seems like the last couple of weeks you seem to be getting excited about it. Yeah, and I I agree with you a hundred percent. Honestly, I've never. That's why, honestly, Jeff's podcast of me. That's the first time I've ever listened to a podcast I was on. I don't listen to these <laughs> ones. I don't like the way I sound. I never yeah. have. I think most people don't like it. But yeah. I am excited because, like, even though I don't like the way I sound, and I'm sure I'm going to do something stupid, like, my kids are really proud. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. But it's, it's exciting to see them excited, yeah. you know, to see their father on Netflix. I mean, yeah. and it's been going on for so long. It, I think we're all so exposed to, like, YouTube. It's like, well, it's kind of just like a video, but it's yeah. not. It's and I not to make it you know wow how great we are but it the, it's a big fucking deal it really it is. is a big deal and it's can't like, wait to I'm see just it really blessed you know to be it's funny it, I don't know if I told crazy. you this Derek oh we did tell you this weekend when it's we hung not out gonna, it's not going to be on Netflix no 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 but I'm saying I keep seeing like I'm a big fan Paul like like you I'm a big yeah. fan of comedians on podcasts so I'm always listening to all the, a lot of the comedian podcasts I mean I listen to. Mark Marin and the Barry Katz podcast, and uh, lately on on YouTube, I'm watching Mark Norman and um, Sam Morell. Uh, it's called We oh, Might they're Be funny. Drunk, which is funny. Yeah, and so uh, and oh, actually, Sam. the producer of the show saw me follow them. Paul, he saw me click and follow their YouTube channel a few weeks ago. I've been watching, but I realized, okay, let me follow them so they stay in my feed. And uh, the next day, the producer's like, oh, my God, we're fans of yours. I'm like, you guys know who I am? He goes, I huh. do. I think those guys know who you are. Because wow. you want to help us build our new podcast studio. So we've been going back and forth. Oh, that's cool. He's like, you think, the guys, you think the guys would come and help you build with you once the spring comes? I was like, yeah. Mark Norman's fun. funny. So, Sam, they're both good. Sam Morrell's pretty both really funny, funny, too. Sam is the funniest. I never I, listened I to those guys. Mark Norman's, like, wacky. Like, he's, like, yeah. the shit. Like, I was just listening to him on a podcast talk about, like, the way he grew up in New Orleans. Like, with these yeah. parents were, like, nuts. They lived in this massive house, and they didn't have a lot of money. But the, for whatever reason, they were, like, in this half-abandoned like house. It was a broken-down mansion it, he grew up in. It was in. a broken-down mansion. They used to get robbed, like, every week. Like, someone would break <laughs> yeah, into their house. And he said at one yeah, point, went, sounds street, like, like, shit take my bike. He, he, at one point, like, um, someone was trying to break in their front door, and his dad's like, all right, we're all going to have to go out there and tackle him or something. And they all went out and, like, <laughs> jumped on the guy. Like, it was crazy. He's like, this is the third robbery this week. And then the police came into his house because they, they were literally getting robbed so many times. The police said, okay, we're going to stay in your house and, like, see what happens, see if we could catch somebody. He said the police ate all his food and left in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. 
So the point I was going to make is listening to those guys and the guests that they have on. They're always like, well, I got this Netflix special coming up and I got that Netflix. And, and it's funny, you every time you hear Netflix, we're in the entertainment business, you keep hearing that little that little tinge of like, wow, wouldn't it be cool to be on Netflix? Mm, yeah. And then there's like the other voice in my head says, hey, idiot, you are on Netflix. Yeah. Right, Derek? Like you probably I, don't I have that. <laughs> so, uh, no, I remember being so disappointed when – you know, it was supposed to be on Discovery Channel when Discovery Channel passed, and I heard it was going to be on Netflix. I was so disappointed. Really? And yeah, I don't watch. TV. Oh. I don't understand. I don't wait. So know. you 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 thought Discovery was a big Netflix get is Netflix? the biggest thing you could be on. It it's TV. generational, but, Paul. But, but it's yeah, yeah, for us. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you wouldn't get it, Paul. Talk to me in thirty yeah. years when your kids are. Confused, Talk about you know what's funny about Netflix, and they're like, Dad, they implanted the TV chip. You know in what's my funny brain. about I just thought about this Derek show, is like you know? he does some pretty technologically advanced stuff like with cnc and like he does shit like i don't know how to do like i don't know yeah. how to do the stuff he does and then we're on twitter right looking through twitter and he's like now what's this button do and it's like the reply <laughs> oh, button and then he oh, clicks God. it and it says like retweet and then quote retweet he's like what's the difference yeah. and it's like well one you yeah. retweet it and one you yeah, add a yeah. quote you write and then retweet it also. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. Just no idea. But he could put Just your logo so on. No, but he could do, like, some pretty crazy stuff. Like, he's got, he's got lasers and CNCs and yeah. all sorts of shit. Yeah. So, so, guys, talking about generational, you want to hear something funny. So, when, when the show first started getting filmed a year ago, well, you know, look, it was, it was absolutely eminent. It was getting filmed. About this time last year, I called my dad. I said, Dad, hey, the, the Netflix thing's kicking up. He goes, the what? I got the show. We're doing the show on Netflix. He goes, Netflix? You think you can get me a subscription? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I, I, you know, I said, I'll, I'll buy you a subscription. Because no, they, they, do you think they can give me a discount on one? Besides that, so there was that silliness. But then he goes, Netflix, huh? He goes, well, I guess that's good. The networks will see that. Maybe one of the networks will pick it up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! No, I go, no, funny. no, Dad. Netflix is the biggest yeah. thing right now. He goes, really? Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to buy it again. I, I let it go because I never used it. Uh, well, no, it was funny oh when we were filming. God. So the executives from Netflix were there. And, uh, you know, they give us a the talk. They're like, you know, be polite. But, you know, just don't, don't bother her. You know, just leave her alone. Don't ask her anything stupid. So she was so nice. The executive point, in the first yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah, she made it a point. I won't name her to introduce herself. And, you know, she was just very approachable and stuff. So I said to the director, who's just he's a ball bus, I says, oh, that, I was talking to so-and-so. She's so nice. He goes, what you say to her? I said, I was asking her if she knew how I could reset my password. It wasn't <laughs> I was wondering if she knew. His eyes opened up. He goes, you didn't. I go, yeah, she didn't know how to do it. <laughs> oh, Why would you God. ask her that? I says, dude, I'm joking. Calm down, you know. But uh, it just, you know, I, funny because like, I pulled, you know? I pulled her aside after that first lunch we had together, and I said, Yeah, listen, my dad, he doesn't want to pay nineteen dollars a month. Can is, you... is there anything you do? Is there a code? You is didn't. Do I they do? have anything? Yeah. No, I do they have anything for seniors? I bet they I do. Did not. <laughs> I yeah. did not. No, but I bet, I bet they do. <laughs> oh I bet they God. do. I bet they do. Have you know what? Uh, you should have uh, written you know, it into. You guys should have written it into all your contracts that you got a lifelong subscription to Netflix yeah. like in perpetuity because yeah. in like 10 years yeah. it's already $20 a month in 10 years it's going to be like $800 a month and we're all going to be yeah. like sharing there's going to be like a whole city sharing one Netflix account yeah inflation's <laughs> going to be up 800% yeah, I, I gotta see if there's a video on it. I mean, Paul, you're young enough, but you, do you remember as a, when you were younger? Would your parents get the videos from Netflix and the? Um, we used to go to Blockbuster. 
Okay, so, so you went to Blockbuster. Yeah. You, you definitely had Netflix. Yeah, so yeah. Netflix yeah. About, you get it in the envelope. About 12 years ago. They, yeah, and what they used to do is they when you sent them back, you'd get your new movie right away, mm. the way they do it. When it got scanned at the post office, Netflix would be notified. So they would send you the new oh, one because wow. they knew the one you were sending back was going back to them. Mm. But I remember seeing somewhere that they had no way to ca- efficiently categorize every movie. So when they ran the movies, they took like what was getting mailed out, they would scan every movie they had through a machine and the ones getting sent out would just get spit out. They never got like put back in order or anything. So every day they would have to scan all those DVDs and whatever was getting sent out would just get spit out. And I got to hmm. see if that's the truth because it just I couldn't imagine the amount of like the space, how big that was, and the machines that did that. But what an operation that was. I remember when they went to stream, and I'm like, how is that even going to work? Like, that's just stupid. Like, yeah. I always wonder that. Like, you know, like these artists protect like music and everything so much. How do you on Instagram get to put somebody's song to your video? Like, are they getting paid for that? I think, like, I don't understand. I, I think what how happened that works, with that, because you know? there was a time where, right, like, it was like you couldn't do anything. You, you, you couldn't yeah, even, like, have. I, I have a video that constantly, for some reason, Instagram keeps flagging it for copyright. It's a video from, like, five years ago. It's someone oiling a cutting board, and there's a Led Zeppelin song playing in the background. And I. Led Zeppelin yeah. doesn't let. The Led Zeppelin doesn't let you use it on Instagram. I but it's, that it's not. It's, huh. like, faintly. Like, you know, and yeah. and the video constantly gets re-flagged, right? And, and back mm. in the day when you would upload videos to YouTube, instead of demonetizing your video when it had copywritten music, they would pull all the audio out. Oh, so wow. there are videos on YouTube, like BMX videos particularly, right, because we'd all use music, where there's the whole video is still there with no sound at all. And at a certain point, right, they must have gone, well, this is a huge yeah. missed opportunity, right? Instead of... Like no one hearing the songs, why don't we just figure out a way to like call it as a as a listen? But I wonder, I, I do wonder how you get, how do they, how does it that track list get built on Instagram, right? Because I mean, Instagram's probably making people go like platinum yeah. just from these stupid little songs that like come out, you know? And I don't know. Yeah, like do they pay them monthly? Do they like, hey, if your song gets listened to, I'm I mean, sure, I'm sure like all that ASCAP shut, uh, ASCAP, whatever that's like the music industry mm-hmm. to like track music. It's gotten so yeah. complicated. You got to be like Kanye yeah, West. Oh yeah, release. But it might be easy at the same time because of the digital footprint. May, many of them may or may not have. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's people are definitely make like it's crazy because I'm sure there are there are uh, musicians that are making careers off of songs that no one ever listens to like eight seconds of. You know, like I just well, heard that how about song, that Fleetwood yeah. Mac song that came yeah. back yeah. after uh, Dogface wrote mm-hmm. on the stage. Yeah. TikTok just, has changed like the charts on on music, like the top 100 songs. A lot of it's influenced just from TikTok. It's wild. Yeah. So crazy. It's so crazy the way things yeah. have changed like that. Did you see that thing Kanye so, well, West is like released his music on? It's like this little device that little he's device, selling right? called the Stem Player or something. It's actually kind of a cool device because it lets you like take out certain aspects of the music. Like you would take out the vocals or take out like the the bass or there's like little like sliders. It's like almost like a touch screen, but it's it's not a screen, but you can touch it and there's like lights and you could adjust all the volumes and like mix it the way you want it. But he's releasing his new album only on that because he like doesn't want to like because he's like, oh, the record industry like takes so much music from the artist the artists only end up getting like 10% of the 
you know the the profit from their songs. So he's like, I'm I'm I releasing it direct. I can't there's a record industry anymore. And yeah, someone like him is at a point now. He just gets to make his own tracks and release. He, them on he his does own, 100% like own. He does. Isn't it going to be two hundred bucks? Right? It is two hundred bucks. Two hundred dollars. The 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 device is two hundred dollars to get. Oh, and this device has been out. He actually released this device like a year ago. And I'm like, well, does everyone who bought the device a year ago get the album, or like only the new devices get the album? It's oh. kind of crazy. What a, hmm. what a time to be alive! Oh yeah. Well, just to, I just want to bring it back around. I'm going to ask one, ask one of you. Each ask one. Oh my god, ask each one of you. Uh, just a little follow up. So so Chris, five years from now, in three words, four words, five words, five years from now, pass. Um. Uh, <laughs> we should do it. We should do it for each other, like predict. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, yeah. Paul. Where is Paul? Still, where okay. is Chris going to be in five Still years? pumping Chris. water. No, no, no. It's going to be <laughs> number gonna one. Be good. There's going to be kids involved. I know there's going to be kids, and there's right, going to be we'll kids. Probably Westchester. I think. Um. What else? What four words you said? No, yeah, whatever. Oh, a he's, yeah, he's three. definitely gonna have three. kids. He's gonna he's gonna move to Westchester, I think. And I don't know. I think by then he's gonna be doing this full time. I think. I think if There's I had full, quicker than that, you know, I think quicker than that. I think he'll have something figured out. Chris, Chris is, Chris is working every single angle. He Chris works for those who don't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't know this, Chris works so unbelievably hard and like maximizes every aspect of like his content and like selling things. Like he's going to figure something out. Like he deserves it. Cause he puts I, in the work. I saw that this weekend, Chris, when you and I sat at the couch with those few guys talking about those few different aspects of making money. Mm-hmm. And I just basically said, this is over my head. And I got up and left and you were sitting there and you fully understood what everybody was saying. I was like, Man, this is his angle. This is his wheelhouse. He's going to do really well in the space. So the space. Thank you guys for the yeah. compliment. I yeah. appreciate that. That's why you keep him as your friend because he's freaking smart. Yeah. Well, he's going to manage. <laughs> he's going to manage all my uh, my uh, affiliate links we eventually talk once about he that. starts his own company. Well, it's so funny. I want to just say we were talking about someone uh, that we all know, um, and we'll talk about the after show and the way that they've been able to sort of manipulate the space. And after we were done talking about it, I said, you know, with all of our opinions about this person, I got to say, I think I'm pretty good at making deals. They're much better. And I was like, you know, like, because it's, it's, there's a, there's a put up or shut up kind of thing that happens, right? Like, I, I think I deliver on the stuff that I promise right like i talk about working hard i work hard like i know i do because i believe in it but there are a lot of people that talk about doing all these things never do it and no one ever expect no one ever uh wonders why they don't do it and somehow they still like it's like all the things i say i'm gonna do if i never did any of them but i still got like more and more popular it'd be really kind of like a con but at the same time you'd be like holy shit that guy figured it out he didn't have to do a thing and look at how successful he is. There are a couple of people that we know of who have done that. And I was like, holy oh, shit. I know them. They're good. I'm like, they are good. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Thanks, Paul. So, now, Chris, you do Paul. So, Paul. Five years. Three things. Three things. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, my three things. 
the Fair Fairfield Steelworks Empire is growing quickly, and I think that it will continue to grow. Fairfield Steelworks is going to be a name that I think is recognized uh, worldwide, much, much uh, in a bigger <laughs> capacity. I don't know if he wants to be worldwide, but if you want to build hard. anything on an island nation, talk to me. Um, but I think Fairfield Steelworks is it has has real potential to go huge, um, probably even bigger than Paul. He's gonna make he's gonna make the uh, he's gonna make the property gates for Epstein's Island. <laughs> Listen, I was just saying, you provide for don't the talk about my relationship with Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I'll say Fairfield Steelworks is gonna be big for Paul. And I know that Paul's got an investment head on him, and I think that uh, he's going to do. He's going to have like a thousand inches of Bitcoin. So many inches. Yeah. Gonna, he's going to have a mile of Bitcoin and seventy-five horses. But I know that's going to be good for him. And I think that that one one day in the future, Paul's going to be doing something that a, a high skill thing that he really cares about, like working on the car. Like, he's going to be doing a restoration that he cares about, and nobody's going to be able to figure out how he made all this money. And it's everyone's going to think that that's all he does. Like, man, he's working on this old Ford in this beautiful shop. But he's going to have ground through his early 20s and made a lot of money. So it's going to be Fairfield Steelworks, investments, and a passion project. Those are the three things. Yep. Wow. You're going to be ripping around Fairfield getting tickets in that truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope, hope so. Yeah. On the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, My Chris. Neighbor was uh, right. Actually, Paul, you do snow. Derek. <laughs> Paul, do Derek. Uh, oh, boy. Hopefully. Oh, boy. Checks mix. Hopefully, yeah. he's a big Netflix star because I know how bad he wants it. Um, <laughs> and it's not I, – I, 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 think, I think the show is going to do really well. I think you're going to do a couple seasons of this show, definitely. At the minimum, um, and he's gonna quit his job, and then of course he's not. He's not gonna quit. They're gonna make him leave. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. That's fine by me. Quit his job. You're gonna have to peel his fingers off of the steering wheel of his pizza uh, vehicle. Truck. <laughs> yeah, the pizza delivery truck. All those pizzas. He's gonna flip cool. his last pie, and he's yeah. gonna probably move to New Hampshire. I think, because I think that's yeah. what you want to do. And just have a nice, yeah. relaxing, peaceful Boring life, life, just like you want. Twenty-five yeah. acres at the middle. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. A little brook Sweet. too. A little brook. Yeah, so I can fly that, when Chris the... comes over. Yeah, Chris can <laughs> play around in the water. Yeah, Chris, he can, Chris he can make a dam out of sandbags. Yeah. Just yeah, for fun. My, my grandchildren. <laughs> my grandkids. Oh, Uncle Chris, we going to make sandcastles? Sandbags. Chris is going to come up with his switch and go Ram 5500 loaded with sandbags. A mountain of sandbags. sandbags. Just a, just a just mountain a, of sandbags. Just like to a play. Beaver. He's going to redirect the water. Yeah, yeah he's just going to. Grampy, we're going to go to the beach and have fun. He's just no, going to pump it from one side of the yard to the other. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm being underutilized. This is practice. This is like if I was like, I feel like Grampy. I'm like a busker, you know, like like a street performer. And one day, yeah. some guy that works on like like hydro dams is gonna be yeah. like, I just found this it? guy. What country is it? Is it people in the Netherlands? Is, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. Denmark yeah, or whatever. Call. They're like, there's like some kid in Long Island. I'm switching. Out I'm switching my five year prediction. He's gonna be the head of the Netherlands <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, levy. Yeah, Levy, <laughs> levy 
Project. maintenance yeah. uh, facility. Project. Yeah, he's, he's going to... kids figured out in five years what it took us 200 years to figure oh out. He's like God. making aqueducts. <laughs> Uh, so funny. Oh God! I, my favorite. My... How about Jimmy? Where do you guys think Jimmy? Would be <laughs> five I'll, I'll do. Oh, I'll do the know. Jimmy Five. Paul just did Derek's. Yeah. I think he'll still be working. No matter. I, what. Nothing can stop Jimmy from doing projects. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was very apparent this weekend when I was. We were talking about that. We were talking about the people that we have been watching making stuff for so long, and how they're all still making stuff, but. Nobody's making stuff at the pace that Jimmy is, right? They're all doing all these yeah. other things, right? You can't do all these other things and still make stuff at the same pace. Yeah. But Jimmy's making shit in Walmart and ice cream. It's impossible. And... He's <laughs> it's up not... at four in the morning just making shit. My dad even says, he's like, Jimmy's out of his mind. He's like, he's up at four in the morning. What does he do? Sleep for a couple hours? I'm like, yeah, dad. He, right. he, in his he goes to sleep in his same clothes. <laughs> he, he, he sleeps yeah. like kneel. Uh, uh, <laughs> he sleeps kneeled on. over like on his knees no, over a bed. And then something. he sleeps for three hours. And then he wakes like up and keeps going. Like it's insane. An update. Derek's he actually update. put he actually put a blanket on. Yeah. Himself. I mean, does he, he even have pajamas? He almost, air conditioner on. He, he almost no. looked half human. He, he almost looked half human on a bed. I've never he, seen. He, he, he was he was laying the wrong way on the bed. He's the only gonna, person. I don't want to be me. That sleeps with eight knives and ice picks and markers <laughs> in his pocket and bandanas. Yeah. That he that he blew his <laughs> nose in all day long. He goes right into bed. He sleeps for all a couple day, hours and then keeps going. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh. Uh, the first, the first, as soon as we got, as soon as we got to Atlanta, we had to go to the hot <laughs> to Home Depot and buy knives. Of course, yeah, we got. My, of course, my daughter's boyfriend goes. How'd you get this through? Dude, I gave it to my at Chris's wedding. Goes, How'd you get this through the airport. I says we bought them at Chris's wedding. Yeah. He's got a, a machete. He's swinging around <laughs> and he's got the thing open, and someone almost walked right into it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, he's like flipping it. Killed the photo yeah. guy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he almost killed the best man. <laughs> so, right, going so back. So, <laughs> so, so, projects. I think Jimmy will always be doing projects. And I think that with the, re- with your re- with the recent success yeah. in, in launching and developing products, and the, I mean, it's like a rocket ship, right? They'll, there will be, the household name of Duresta will be bigger. So, I think, I, I would say projects, products, um, and... I mean, I know you guys want to get into some real estate. I know you guys want to get some stuff upstate. Um, I think in five years from now, I'll be shopping a carpenter to close in the walls of the barn, the timber frame barn. So I might, I might be just getting lucky in five years finding a carpenter. Just finishing that. I did talk to Macklin about it too. By the way, we could talk about it. Um, but yeah, I think that you'll be. Um, I think that you'll be kind of expanding, um, but at a at a pace that is your style because there's the expansion like someone could look at you and what you do right and go i could we could build a team of 60 people and they could be doing the this and you'll just show up to film the glamour shot and that's not your style right we talked about that like it's it's just not your style but i think that you've seen success in having a little team and expanding in that way and i think that you've got your way and you'll expand in your way and Everybody that's giving you advice will go, huh, he figured it out anyway. So I think you'll yeah. have projects, products, and expansion. Those are my three things. Well, 
Oh, thank you. Uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize about me and my brother Joseph in 95 to 99 or 95 to 2000, we had about six employees, pretty much full-time employees. That. And it was the biggest pain in the ass managing who had a crush on who, who didn't like oh. the smell of who, who didn't like the, the timing, who everyone's counting everybody's mm -hmm. clock on the wall. It sucked. It sucked. And one of my employees developed a crush on me, which, which sucked. Male or female? A, a female. Oh. And it really, it really screwed everything up because she t developed all these resentments and I wasn't reciprocating. I actually was in a relationship. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> What's wrong with you, you psychopath? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it just, and I'm not saying it was a different time. It was a very intimate setting. We had one building. Everybody had their own table to work on. And I was designing and developing toys. We had prop make, pro, uh, we had uh, sample makers, resin casters, industrial, industrial designers. And it was just, it was all ragtag group. But at the end of the day, my brother's like, we're, we're literally laying out $15,000 a month in salaries, you know, or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And that was so stressful. And then when we decided to cut everybody, get rid of that business, get rid of that building, we basically started from zero right around 2000. And 2001 came. We started again. 2004, I bought my house with absolutely no job and no money in the bank. I bought my house no money down. I sold my 1976 Eldorado Cadillac. I ended up with $20,000 in cash. And so I started the summer of 2004 Working on buying my house, no money down with $20,000 in the bank. I spent it all, you know, ultimately just, you know, ragtag and figuring this out, figuring that out. But the point I'm making is it was so nice to have no employees. I'd rather be completely broke and not managing personalities and worrying about their <laughs> yeah. salaries than worrying about the salaries of eight people, who's mad at who, me worrying about that person and that person's family. You know, so as far as employees go, I will probably keep it as lean as possible. And when it comes down to Walmart, it's just Howard and I. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we basically have a subcontractor in the factory, which, you know, everybody has their own responsibility. It's basically everybody's dealing with their own stuff. Yeah. And me and Howard talk several times a week. He does a lot of the paperwork and directing of the emails, calls me and asks me my advice on certain things. I give him some ideas. I send him some ideas on paper, illustrator ideas. We send them to the factory. So in general, we don't we would keep it as lean as possible. Taylor just joined the team to do some of the social media stuff, which she would love to do for fun. Keeping it lean. Mm -hmm. That's all. And you know, that, that I really honestly believe everyone's like, when are you going to get an editor? I don't want an editor yeah. sitting around. But waiting why, for if footage. it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why That's would you right. even throw a, a new monkey wrench into mm -hmm. what's been well, working? Because a lot of people say, a lot of people say, you'd have more time to create. Yeah. You'd have more time to this. You'd have more time to that. Yeah. But the Possibly, edit but is so important. That it's done there the way are other you, things you could delegate want that are do. not yeah. as important, you know. Well, yeah, going forward, I'll, I'll tell you guys a little something that came up this week while I was away in the after show. So I might have somebody to help me. I, I obviously miss Aaron tremendously. Aaron was great. Aaron did we a all really, miss Aaron. really good. Aaron did a really good job at organizing the shop. So it was his domain. It was really his space and his space alone to organize the shop. And, and I'd come back and he would have rearranged certain things without asking because he knew he had full range. You know, his everything he did was well intended, and if I could find someone again like that, I would certainly put somebody like that. But he had he dealt with his thing, and I didn't have to worry about. It. He wasn't really he didn't have like overlap into my creative space. Occasionally, he had good ideas. Occasionally, I asked his opinion on stuff, but he was completely in his lane. I was in my lane, and I didn't have to really count on him for my creativity. And that's 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 what I find is very freeing that I don't have anybody involved in my creativity. 
We could, I could brainstorm with you four guys and come up with good ideas and then move on. And you guys could take some of those ideas. I could take some of those ideas. So it's it's not like I really am ever worried about a lack of content. It's just really my freedom is really is what I cherish. I had a, a couple interesting conversations this weekend about employees with a couple of people that have employees. And mm-hmm. again, like you guys, every most people that are close to me know my situation, right? I work. I have the shop. I don't have employees. I have friends that come and help. I got Macklin and Matt and every anyone else that shows up. And right. a couple people that I talked to this weekend, when I said I don't have employees, were like, you don't? And I said, yeah, it's the best thing ever. Because at the end no, of the day... You can it's, come and go. You can go to the shop late if you want. Right. You don't need to get up and make sure everyone's taken care that's of. That's right. And there was this, like, I was talking to one person in particular, I won't say who, who had this, like, little glimmer of envy of, like, man, I wish I didn't have an employee. Of, like, oh, yeah. like... I were I like I uh, miss that like autonomy of like all yeah. right things are bad this week they're just bad for me I don't have to worry about someone else and it's like yeah. you know I, I I would love to have I would love to be able to provide my friends with uh, income I would love to hire Matt and Macklin I've said this many times if I could have Matt and Macklin work for me full time and pay them enough money that they were really happy. And have the freedom to let them do whatever they wanted on the side. I think we would do great because the three of us like each other enough that we work together. But um, at the same time, I'm, I like it the way it is, where either of them can come and use the shop when they want or not. But yeah, it's it's everybody scaling the employees, and I'm like, oh god, scary, scary. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, you, I mean it is Paul, better to keep it. I mean, too. How many I problems have... have you had? You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's but it's better to keep it light and then like just hire people to like to to do our install like we have a guy Mm -hmm. who whenever we need like three extra people we call them up and we have extra people for two Mm -hmm. days and then we don't have to worry about them until we need them again like why would i hire more people when i could do something like that Mm because to fabricate the steel itself in a shop you, you don't need many people if you have like good people you could you could fabricate like a tremendous amount of steel with like two or three guys like Dude, a ton matt's, matt's company is three guys in the shop yeah no that's all three you need guys. that's all you need like three guys yeah they build i mean look at huge buildings look at kyle kyle and greg yeah oh that's they're, amazing they're like amazing watching they're, they're them. not like they're, that's like not normal though they they know like they they should <laughs> but, teach but classes. it shows you what's possible they honestly R&R Buildings is a company that stands on its own. Those, there's yeah, two companies. it's fascinating. There's awesome Framers, those guys in Seattle, who I don't know if you guys follow them. You guys, you were telling them? me about them. Awesome they stand framers. up the entire wall at once, they, right? They build the whole wall on its on on its side. On the, with like they, the siding they, and the windows in do it. Siding, windows, and soffit on on the ground, and then stand the walls up. They build. They basically Whoa. prefab the whole house on the first floor deck. That's wild. And it's two guys. They get wow. so much work done. It's unbelievable. They're super impressive. Anyway, uh, yeah, those guys. RR Buildings is like, yeah. it might be my favorite. And I don't even yeah. do woodworking. I don't even yeah. build with wood. But they're yeah. just so interesting to watch, like, what so they're good. able to do. So good. But anyway, so I think this was fun. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I try to get, get you guys off of pizza and crypto, yeah. but we hit it a little bit. It was fun. Yeah. We got it, and I snuck it in. <laughs> <laughs> it 
This is great. So I don't know, Chris, you want to put a cap on this and remind me to tell you a little interesting shops, shop news after. In yeah, the, absolutely. In the show. Um, well, I think that, um, I think that after everything that's changed over the last two years with content and everything and everything that we've all done and everything that we've all been able to accomplish, right? That setting of the goals is like so hard, but it's interesting and has been interesting to hear your, everyone, I think, think about the way that we picture each other, right? It's, it's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was a good, that was like a good take, lines. good idea, Paul. This is why, uh, this is why you know they pay you the big bucks, and uh, yeah. make sure you send the invoice to Paul for your time. Mm-hmm. And um, sure. thank you guys for listening to seventy-five episodes of the Handmade Podcast. We'll see you next week. Congrats! Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.